Welcome back. This is my second podcast, uh, and in this one, I'm going to be covering the ivory effect or the worldwide decline in species that are hunted for their ivory, and due to which many are now critically endangered. I recommended in the introductory podcast, if you haven't listened to it already, that you watch the Ivory Game, which is a documentary. It's on Netflix. Maybe I'll find it online. It's full of eye-opening material, according to which one elephant gets killed every 15 minutes. Staggering, I could not believe that when I first saw it. And over 100 elephants are killed every day. So poaching is the reason why populations of these sort of species are in rapid decline. Between 1979 and 1987, the population of elephants more than halved, um, from 1.3 million to less than 600,000. So the current elephant population estimates are unknown and there could be anywhere between 400,000 and 600,000. So despite the size, it's actually quite hard to quantify their distribution. Um, Elephant poaching and poaching in general has been banned in Africa since 1989. They're not the only, elephants aren't the only species that suffer from ivory poaching. There's the rhinoceros, there's even walruses and narwhals. Um, So even the, the worst of them probably quite considerably of the rhinoceros. The western black rhino was declared extinct in the wild in 2011 and between 1970 and 1992 the black rhino suffered a 96% reduction in numbers and they dipped as low as just 2,400 left in the wild. I mean it got to that sort of state where the black rhino is on the cusp of its extinction. Conservation efforts have actually done quite well. Um, the numbers increased, there's still really low, estimated about 5,500 left in the wild, but this has been slowly increasing over the past few years. I even wrote my A2, my A2 no, AS level uh, coursework on conservation efforts. So the reason why these numbers are declining in species like the elephant and the rhino, or less so in the rhino, but it's because of the, the price and the demand of ivory. Um, ivory is just the main constituent of their tusks and the, the horns of the rhino and people who live in countries where elephants and rhinos are endemic have such a low income and poor access to these well paid jobs that it's just easier to find access for, to a gun like something as rudimentary as an AK-47 a Kalashnikov rifle just to go and hunt an elephant or a rhino because the profit that you get from a tusk or a horn could feed your family for weeks, months. Um, it's which is why it's such, like such a hard conservation project. Because how do you stop people from killing a defenseless animal when it's so cheap to just gear up, and the defa- the demand of it means that it fetches such a high price. So dwindling, like dwindling numbers of elephants and rhinos means that to kill a large individual with a massive tusks or a massive horn is just like hitting the jackpot really for these these people because they live in endemic countries like central and sub-saharan africa where it's just so hard to find a job that can sustain you and your family so you can't just follow every elephant and rhino around to protect them despite the number of rangers and teams that dedicate to doing this increasing over the last few years the rate at which the elephants currently being poached is making it harder and harder to keep up with. The Central African elephant population decreased by 64% uh, 
um, since 2007, I believe, and over 100,000 elephants have been killed between 2010 and 2012. Uh, I think this number may be slightly decreasing, but I mean, it's easy to understand why when so many are being killed anyway. It's just, uh, it's almost like fighting a losing battle at the moment. In, um, two, well, in 1979, the CITES, C-I-T-E-S, was a convention of countries that agreed to regulate the import and export of poached goods like ivory of their endangered flora and fauna. So the ivory was, it was illegal to trade ivory then. Um, but sort of despite this, it just continued. I mean, you used to be able to sell ivory for I think around $100 per pound uh, when it was legal. And then as soon as this convention came in, you just couldn't sell it at all. So you couldn't fetch any money for it. But that gave rise to the illegal trade, the unregulated trade. Um, particularly in countries with a lot more corruption and uh, less established government um, it became harder for them to establish regulation within their borders. Um, so there was a reduced restriction on like purchase from tourists, and people could come into the country and sort of buy this raw ivory and take it home for resale, because there wasn't regulation on this import and export, um, which was furthered by corruption and civil war that is rife in some sub-Saharan countries. So it sort of became necessary to confiscate a lot of um, a lot of ivory as well a lot of illegal trade that went on um, but there's always the argument that once you confiscate it it only makes the ivory rarer and would raise the price that poachers can get per pound of this raw ivory it has to be done and this year in April Kenya burned 105 tonnes of confiscated illegal ivory which is worth upwards of 220 million dollars uh, I mean it's removing it from the system. It's that ivory just lost. Um, you could argue that if they sold it, it reduces the demand, and it could have been that money could have been used to help develop. I don't know more or more establish this regulation that needs to be done on the ivory trade, but at the same time, it defeats the purpose if these elephants have been killed and then you sell the ivory anyway. Um, it just goes against what it's all for. So there's been calls to establish a legal ivory trade, which could help secure the pop the population of elephants. It's sort of like a, it's like drugs really. Like if you legalise the trade of drugs, it could bring so many more, so much more economic development. I mean, it makes them safer. Yeah, but I won't go off the topic. Could be another one, another podcast. But it is important to completely devalue ivory, just to combat the killing of elephants and then rhinos so the knock-on effects of poaching elephants and rhinos can be quite drastic you don't or you might not realize how sensitive ecosystems are when they reach the state of equilibrium when there's no disruption uh, as soon as they're disturbed as greatly as they have been in Africa due to poaching of megafauna um, it will suffer when the keystone species like rhino and elephants are lost just a simple example, like when the grey wolf of North America was poached almost to extinction for its fur and its teeth, elk populations, which basically like deer, um, they rocketed because there was no hunting of, um, of the elk because the grey wolf was driven out. Uh, and this in turn increased the foraging rate of these elk and reduced the number of aspen trees. 
it may not seem like all oh, aspen trees but ecosystems rely on every species to function the way they do to provide everything there's ecosystem services that are valuable to every species in within the food web so disruption just upturns this all and especially when elephants and rhinos being the megafauna that they are and the size that they're at it can have like quite a devastating effect on the rest of the animals within the food chain and uh, even in more severe cases the loss of one species would just result in the loss of many species so when you think about it you're not actually driving the elephant to extinction you're driving the elephant to extinction and other species that will rely on the elephants you know if any of you watch planet earth on sunday there's a bird that five it had a a commensalist relationship with this elephant where the elephant would walk just simply walking through grassland would disturb it and these birds could then catch the bees and the insects that were you know trying to escape the trampling elephant and just something as simple as that i mean how these birds have relied on the elephant for food source they've adapted to using this elephant so if it's gone you I mean they've got to find another way to survive otherwise they become extinct as well so it's quite hard to pin the environmental value of animals let alone the economic value of an animal like an elephant because in countries like Kenya there's a rising tourism market I mean people go to these sub-saharan African countries for the safaris because they want to see these rare animals in the wild but how long are they going to be there for? If the elephant goes extinct a country is going to be able to run effective safaris and will they begin to suffer reverse in their economic development it does serve quite a harsh reality when it's looked at in this aspect so I think one of the best methods would be awareness and education the main profit from killing elephants is the money incentive for their ivory so to combat that do you offer an incentive to the poachers not to kill the elephants so in order to say to them don't kill the elephant for the ivory you've got to offer them uh, in like in reverse an incentive for them not to so they they must have the offer of a job there i mean there are there are park rangers people dedicated to protecting them they get paid to to do the reverse of what poaching is so they've got to have the jobs present to be able to provide these poachers with an alternative so that they can feed their families and themselves so tourism jobs as well um or just completely remove the incentive of money just cracking down on the illegal trade of ivory particularly in asian asian countries where they believe that ivory carries a medicinal effect i mean as far as i'm aware there's no concrete evidence that it works as effectively as you know chemically made drugs so do these people that buy it um even know where it comes from are they oblivious to the consequences of purchasing ivory so even they may need to be educated in like rudimentary terms is when it comes down to it elephants are amazing animals we don't know that much about them but recently especially in terms of trying to conserve them it's shown how how socially complex they are and how intelligent they are even more so than we thought before so if you're not aware of elephants and how they socialize and how they live they they travel in herds usually as between they can be as large as two or fifty 
uh, led by the eldest female member, which is the matriarch, which can be upwards, they can live for almost 70 years. And they will travel with adult females and baby males as well. Whereas the adult males live a more solitary life until it comes to the breeding season. So there are levels of interaction and association in the elephant world where they travel in herds, which are then in turn part of bond groups. And where these bond groups can interact with each other, the herds can exchange individuals, they can change families. Um, the bond groups will then form clans, which are the area, which will cover the foraging area of all these different bond groups. So the saying that an elephant never forgets is really relevant because they have shown to have such a great memory. They they know where these for, um, where these clan groups forage. They know all the individuals. Um, they're able to visit watering holes that weren't visited in decades. But this matriarch's remembered from even from as young as when they're infants. They learn from copying. So just being there, they're aware of where that water is. They can go back to it decades later. Um, it's quite it's quite obvious to say they're intelligent when you look at them because they've got the largest brain of any land mammal um, and they've got such a degree of memory elephants have, in conservation have been shown to exact revenge on particular targets or individuals that they that may have like done wrongdoing to them so the the saying they never forget is extremely relevant um, they have they can distinguish between bones of their own species and others and in this ivory game documentary they even it was said that they even return moved bones to the original skeleton of a deceased elephant so as you can see they are extraordinary creatures and i for one hope that they're around longer than the current estimates are saying and i'd like them to outlive me and would love to be able to learn more about them as they are compassionate intelligent and humble beings um, and I'm hoping that you've enjoyed this podcast and learned something you might not have known. As I said, I believe that education and awareness are key. So I'm, I'm hoping that I've exposed you to something you may not have known too much about, but you're now more aware of, or even if you were aware, to have reignite, reignited your awareness. Uh, you can find a lot of the information that I've used in this podcast um, quite easily available on websites. Uh, particularly National Geographic there's a good one called Elephant Voices uh, the WWF um, and yeah I definitely recommend watching the Ivory Game as well you can even help by donating money, you can adopt elephants good Christmas present if any of you are thinking about getting them for your family members so uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it and that's me signing off again so thanks for listening and I will speak to you soon.